0: Where do I go, San Diego? Where do I go, San Diego? No. (laughs) Welcome to
1: CouchCast 40 folks, I am Master Torgo, Dr. Varg,
0: the famous Paul,
2: 80's Jeff, and we are
1: here to discuss Week in Geek, but before we do that, just want to throw a little shout out, Barry, you put a newsletter to our website, what's this?
2: Uh, Well, people can go to our website, www.UglyCouchShow.com, and sign up for our newsletter, it's free, and your mom said it's okay, it's also okay to juggle (laughs) chainsaws in the living room and beat your sister.
1: Yay! So you can have us being all special towards you. Yeah.
2: That.
3: Just be wary, because there's probably you might get naked pictures of Paul in your uh, your newsletter.
2: Oh dear <laughs> God! Thanks. Now no one's gonna sign up for the newsletter. <laughs> <laughs> now once a month we're no out. we'll put up a, a recap of all the month's uh, ass hattery. Talk about stuff that's new, a, any and any special uh, special events and special things that we have to offer people will only be offered through the newsletter.
3: Oh yeah, it's, it's gonna be grand. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. The thing to
2: do, and the first hundred subscribers get a naked picture of Paul McCartney.
1: <laughs> Slow your roll. All the cool kids and non-Twilight fans are doing it. <laughs> and that was our obligatory shout out to Hate of Twilight. All right. Yes, the first Hate Twilight
2: thing has been said. So if you're playing along at home, take a drink. Yep.
1: So here it is, Week and Geek, and boy, a hell of a week, <laughs> yeah, gentlemen. No kidding. My God, <laughs> since the
2: last cast, hit me. What do you got?
1: But you know, we can't start it without news you don't give a shit about, because there's always. Something involving there So here we go Variety tells me Columbia Pictures Is bringing Doc Savage To the screen Wow I don't give a shit Yeah Shane Black Attached to direct the film From a screenplay He's penning Neil Moritz From Fast and Furious Will produce Through his Sony based Original film banner one of the most popular characters of the pulps of the 1930s and 40s, Doc Savage was also popularized on radio, film, and television. Trained since birth to be nearly superhuman in every way, Doc Savage uses his skills and powers to fight evil all over the world. Blah. Yeah. <laughs> Hooray. Yay, Doc <laughs> Savage. Who cares? News you don't that's give that's shit that's about. You don't shit about. LA Times. Can Squiggly Lines be the new movie star? Huh? Well, those that threaten the base cities in the vintage video game Missile Command, that's because Atari, which has been increasing its efforts to mine its video game library in Hollywood, has tapped Missile Command as a property ripe for a theatrical film. Oh, God, I, I actually did hear about this. The company is in active discussion with studios to acquire the title for development with Fox and Peter Chernin's new production company and a likely venue which will be the property where it will properly end up. There are traces of science fiction elements in the game as well as military overtones and the film will likely be shot in 3D tapping into the current vogue but how a studio could turn Missile Command into a full-fledged action movie remains the question. Well, I'll tell you what. The manual did offer some details. The manual says players were defending cities on Zardon from the beginning from the invading armies of Krytal. Oh yeah. There's yeah, your yeah. movie. Okay. Yeah, apparently that, that was the story of Zardoz and Yeah, the yeah. the Hatfields uh, and McCoys it it of 2038. It
0: wasn't actually a nuclear holocaust.
1: <laughs> well, it Whatever. was a Cold War era kind of thing. It was
0: totally the. It was Armageddon. It was it was nuclear war. No matter what, you it couldn't win It was nuclear that game. war. And so they were trying to.
1: That was a game that you will fail. They were you,
0: framing it in a pleasant light, but it was you're dying by ICBM. Yeah, it wasn't any kind of. Yeah, well, no sci-fi element to that. That was from the
1: Atari Twenty Six Hundred manual, man. Yeah, yeah. Well,
0: there's thinly veiled, (laughs) exactly, exactly.
1: I mean, those skylines
0: are clearly Chicago. (laughs) What a depressing game. (laughs) Those little blocks, (laughs) the eight-bit skyline. Yeah, Yeah, there was no way to differentiate buildings
1: in that. (laughs) I mean, Pac-Man. You you eventually would die. the 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 whole thing was moot. but you tried. Mm -hmm. Space Invaders. Okay, you lost something along the way. But yeah, there was no stopping these missiles. Eventually, one would get through, and that was it. It was your fault. Yeah.
0: Well, there's one. I mean, I mean the problem with the Atari version, the home version, was it didn't have the trackball. And that really that, made a big difference. That did make it made huge. a big difference. But there's one reason that I'm sure the Hollywood types got sold on this film. And <laughs> that is, you remember the end of this game? The, the flashing thing or no, the game over screen. It would say the end. Yeah. And then if you'd wait for a few
1: seconds, it would go boom, 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 boom. And the words at the yeah, end they would use, explode. They use that at the end of Fast Times at Ridgemont High. They'll do right. it again at this one, too. Yeah. Oh. See, even that's already been done. <laughs> oh, those fucking turds. It's <laughs> all been done before. Hey, this,
0: part, this podcast is brought to you by Bare Naked Ladies. Yeah. <laughs> Bare <laughs> Naked <laughs> Ladies bringing you the hits <laughs> since 1991. <laughs> Yeah, I, I think that then.
3: line was out before the Bare Naked Ladies made a song about it.
0: Though. Well, I guess that's true cuz it's all been done before. Uh, exactly.
3: Hey.
1: <laughs> oh. Funny hey, how that hey, all works oh. out.
3: <laughs> oh boy.
1: News you don't give a shit about. Yeah. IDW Publishing is partnering with 20th Century Fox Licensing and Merchandising to launch a 2A team comic book series what? this Wait. March. Wait. Wait.
0: Wait. What?
1: What are you talking about, don't give a fuck about it? Entitled A-Team Shotgun Wedding and A-Team <sighs> War Stories.
0: Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about this. You kidding not. me? I
1: Each comic will be an original story written and illustrated by some of the industry's <laughs> biggest names. Each series will be available as single issues in March and April, collected into individual graphic novels in May, and will give fans an in-depth look at the upcoming action-adventure film from 20th Century Fox. Really? You are excited about this comic book? This comic book.
0: It if a it's lot. a... It's It's a a movie tie-in.
1: Yeah, ties into the movie. Oh, I don't care. It's a movie tie-in. I probably don't care. But
0: I'll say this. IGN, or not IGN, IDW IDW. has made some of the finest tie-in novels, graphic novels, Mm -hmm. of late.
1: This is true. true. This is true. Just got done
0: reviewing Nero. Countdown was great. That's true, and, and uh, uh, night dance. I didn't Halloween read any was of very the Transformers good. stuff. A lot of Transformers is pretty good. Not the, the 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 prequel movie stuff. They they did as well as they could with what the new Mythos was created, right? Which is lame, but it's still better than than the second movie. But so is everything. Everything is always better than that second Transformers movie. So um, I'll hold judgment. Okay, I reserve judgment but I don't say I don't give a shit about it at all because it could be it could be really good, especially if they let them get kind of loose with the property. IDW's got some good people working with them.
1: This is them. true. This is very true. So I don't want to just sell them out. News you don't give a shit about. Okay. While it's not known whether an actual novelization will be written for the biggest new movie ever made, Avatar, but James Cameron has other plans for a book. The director has decided that the entire... Prequel story novel will be written And instead of leaving it in the hands of others Cameron is going to take care of that himself Avatar producer John Landau Talked about the plan to have Cameron write the whole thing Uh, Quote It would be something that would lead up to Telling the story of the movie But it would go more into depth about all the stories we didn't have to time to deal with, like the schoolhouse and Sigourney Weaver's teaching at the schoolhouse and Jake on Earth and his backstory and how he came to be here and the death of Tommy, Jake's brother. And you know where this is going. And he said, I don't think Jim ever had written a novel before, but his first step of the writing script is often in novella format, so this is just expanding that, and I think he'll be very adept at it. I don't like this idea at all. I
0: don't like it at all either. It'll sell a gajillion copies, though, just because it has the Avatar name
1: on it. So Look, a way to again, start. I have I have two words for you. George Lucas, did you ever read his fantasy novels, Going to the World of Willow, that he wrote? No. Oh, awful. I'm sure. Terrible. Oh, Willow's nice. terrible, too. I actually enjoyed Willow, uh, I hated but Willow. the novels that he made, ooh, Oh,
2: Terrible. I, I wasn't aware that there were novels
1: and that's probably probably for the best. why yeah. everybody forget I said that don't go looking for them <laughs> it's It's really not to be done Oh willow, willow all right real, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> really <laughs>
3: Hello. willow willow or won't he
1: <laughs> hey, willow. So here it is, kicking off real news. Why is that funny? Comic Con International. The beloved behemoth of San Diego conventions is in danger of leaving its birthplace for a larger home. What? Called Las Vegas? What? Spurring local tourism. This is going to be kind of a long so feel to jump in whenever you want.
3: Las Vegas and Los Angeles are in the leads, as I recall. Uh,
1: yes, Orange County specifically. Uh, spurring local tourism leaders to fuck do that. all they can to keep the four-day show in San Diego. Oh, fuck that shit. The prospect of losing a bonanza worth of tens of millions of dollars in local spending each year has persuaded hoteliers to double the number of rooms they commit to Comic-Con and provide free meeting space for a gathering that sells out for months in advance. and has a long line waiting of ex- exhi- <laughs> exhibitors. exhibitors. Thank you, I appreciate that. Long help. lines, Woof. Well, after 2012, the event held each July in San Diego Convention Center will be free Wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. The contract ends in 2012?
1: 2012. Allow me. Uh, it's, right. it's, it's a moot a- point. Hold on, allow There's me. There's nothing oh. after 2012, Barry. God. <laughs> it's
2: Here a video. moot point. That's My right. was gonna burn up and die in 2012. I right? mean,
0: I th- why don't you just put this under news you don't give a shit about? Because I mean, <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh,
2: I've tackled this. Uh... Tell it
0: to Quetzalcoatl. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I've argued
2: about this before. I've argued about this in person with people, and unfortunately, over the internet, where all things bad happen. Um, and this is what it says under the wiki for uh, for Comic Con. Not that I'm going to ever quote wiki. Mm-hmm. Uh, in April 2008, David Glasner, Comic-Con's director of marketing and PR, commented uh, on the organization's desire to remain in San Diego. Here's what he says. We've been approached by other cities, but I don't think anyone wants to leave San Diego. I certainly don't. It's a perfect fit for us. It's expensive, whether it be paying for the street signs that tell you which streets are closed, or for any police, or the hall, or any other myriad of things. It's expensive, but it's a great city. It is a great city. It is, um, it is a great city. There it's beautiful. There's been some talk of expansion of the center, which we'd certainly welcome. Hopefully, when everything lines up, we'll be here for many more years. And that's been the party line for quite a while. And we always, we always, we always knew that it was going to end in 2012, because that's when the contract of the city ran out. Right. But the people, who, uh, the people who, who run Comic-Con, they're all San Diegans. And, it, and I have to agree, as much as I would love to have it here, because I'm incredibly lazy and I don't want to drive. Uh, it is a beautiful city. It's it very is. walkable. It's great in the summer.
1: Well, what got me is what I, where I got this from. This was from the San Diego Chronicle, the uh, city's newspaper. Right. Oh, this boy. Is not, this is not an internet mem. This is from San Diego panicking. Well,
2: I always knew that L.A. and <laughs> well, Las a, Vegas would be smart to jump on this about now and start well, looking it's a huge for chunk it. of change. It's a, I mean, it there are people that make their livings
3: off of Comic-Con for the year by working... That week in San Diego. Well, how
2: about why don't we do this? Why don't we do the pro and con? Staying in San Diego, moving to Vegas. Okay. Well, because, despite bias, because we live in Vegas. Right. All
3: right. Sure. Well, I'll, it's actually fairly simple. Um, the pros: a lot more hotel rooms, a okay. lot more. Right, now,
1: pro for Diego or Vegas? This is for Vegas. Okay. Are I'm, they? Would they? I'm going to do the pro
3: compared to what Comic-Con rates them every year. Yeah. I think given the fact that you have monorail access to the LVCC, I think you could stay as far south as MGM Grand and go up to the the convention center mm. and still be far cheaper than some of the hotels that I mean. Yeah, you were, we're staying fifteen miles away Let's try every year.
0: let's try it this way. Let's let's all try three pros for bringing it to Vegas, right? Well that's now. what like, I was wait,
3: getting right. at. Okay, it, it, well three, that's it, your first you one. Hit what three. else you got? The other pro is sheer convention space. Yeah. There is really no larger convention center in the United States right now than the Las Vegas Convention Center. Okay. Because you've got, the, you've got the North Hall, the Central Hall, and then the South Hall. And the South Hall is really two halls in one. It's got an upstairs and a downstairs. Can you imagine that whole convention center filled with geekdom? I mean, we've
2: walked it during CES. Let me ask you a question right now about convention space. Is it contiguous? No,
0: but that's different.
2: That's a different thing. Well, and it
3: also depends on whether they book the entire convention center or not. Of course. I mean, if you just booked, let's say you just booked the South Hall upstairs and downstairs. The convention Center that's would still be bigger. plenty than, of space, though. That's still bigger than the San Diego Convention Center. Yeah, and the
1: only thing not making that continuous is the fact that there's a escalator that connects them yeah, to multiple and spaces. And not
3: to mention the fact that the Las Vegas Convention Center is undergoing a major multi year renovation, which would most likely be done by 2012, which That's would true. make it okay. all one huge, contiguous got one more convention pro? space. Um, another pro, um, well, just, I mean, transportation to and from the Comic-Con.
2: Is that so? Because in San it's Diego, you got the more trolley, com- you well, got you've got the trolley, you've got the bus, you the buses, which I'm sure they'll do the buses. Here we don't really have pedicabs because it's so but
3: there's taxis all over the place. You've got the monorail
2: running all over. They
1: could still do the busing system that they normally do. Mm-hmm. And again, the monorail, as you said.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, people depend on that. on those Comic-Con buses. Depend on them. Mm-hmm. So, what do you got for pros?
1: For pros for
2: Vegas? Yeah.
0: Pros for Vegas that I see is, number one, titify the thing. Grow it up a little bit, right? It's just like gamers. Median age is going up to 35 this year. Probably be thirty six next year. People who are really into this stuff, I know. Hey, it should be kids should get a chance to check it out too.
2: That's their Sunday programming. They're good but,
0: but you know what I mean. For the most part, it's <clears throat> it's adult people going to the comic con. Here we could tart it up a little bit, and at night have some actual cool parties at some actual cool hot night spots, not just the best night spots San Diego has to offer. No, no, San Diego has some decent spots, uh, but yeah, but. They're not on the level of a Vegas craziness. That uh, he does uh, have a point there. A graphic we do have... company like like a, like a Marvel or a DC could put on a retarded party at one of these Vegas spots because they're made for it.
3: We do have some they're really ridiculously nice clubs here in town, and there's so damn many of them, and they're ridiculous so and they're, ridicul- damn loud and and they're ridiculously, ridiculously expensive.
2: Expensive, and I don't want to pay three hundred dollars to sit down. I'm not the saying I'm not saying for a, Joe uh, Schmo.
0: I'm not saying for Joe Schmo. I'm saying for. You know, industry parties that are already going to spend events. this money industry anyway. Industry parties, fine. Industry parties They're would, would gonna improve. They're already going to spend that money. Industry parties would improve greatly.
2: Well, you know, they do spend some money in San Diego for some of those smaller things. Like, uh, remember we went to the DC Online yeah. thing? Yeah. That was nice. It was nice. It was, nice. It was an intimate venue. Uh, it wasn't super crowded and super loud and we could sit. Yeah, you could would. get a drink pretty easily. Mm-hmm. You start holding these things in freaking rain at the Palms, Right. forget about it. I won't go to that.
0: Well, I think number two pro, there's a lot of good comic shops in this town, actually. Comic shops and game shops that are really, you know, ready for an influx. Do you, do you go people.
2: to comic shops and game shops in San Diego when you're there? No. Well, what the hell? I
3: haven't gone. I'm sure they're great there too. You're saying that the 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 local shops could benefit. I'm sure they're great there too. But, well, I'm saying that, but I'm saying also,
0: they could benefit. benefit, Uh, Like
1: like like a trickle down thing. People go to the con, people that already live here, and then they're like, "Well, I want more of the con. I go to my local."
0: There's that. I'm not, and I'm not just saying, but we're 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 looking for things that are pro for the con itself. Yeah. I just think that the town has enough of a geek underbelly that they get a lot of people who wouldn't necessarily go all the way to San Diego attending as well.
2: I think the biggest pro I really find to is uh, the, the expense of it. It will be cheaper in Vegas. Yep. It will be cheaper to stay. It will be cheaper to fly here. It uh, will be easier to spend. It will yeah. be easier, to, like, like you said, easier to find we, hotel rooms. Yeah,
3: we have, a, we have a tourist and convention-based infrastructure. That's the we biggest have con. all of it. I'm sorry, that's here. the biggest pro I could think.
2: I yeah. can't really think of any other pros for all right. Vegas. All right, let's yeah. talk cons, cons.
1: gentlemen you know i'm gonna gonna start some cons okay one it happens in summer we're in las vegas and geek sweat yeah a thousand degrees i mean i mean when you go to san diego it's temperate you know it's 70 degrees 80 degrees tops so it still stinks right so it it keeps it moist there it's sure it's moist but once you get inside that all just doesn't matter i don't know because that cloud expands i don't know
2: no man.
1: Two.
0: No, it's, I know the funk is nasty.
2: It only mattered I... once when the air conditioning broke in the San Diego Convention Center. Oh, just man. once. I'm
1: <laughs> glad you weren't there. I'm glad, glad I, I missed it. that. Two the uh, the extracurricular cultural activities that happen during San Diego Comic Con, uh, the different theaters that are rented out from various people during their one man or multiple man shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, Riff Tracks Live, that sort of thing that are happening at night, or the uh, companies that are buying movie theaters to show their new films uh, pre-release. Uh, there's a theater that's just what right up, gas lamp that's very close, and there's no theater that's as close as the one...
2: Yeah, there are no theaters. here. Yeah. You would have to be in
0: casinos. Well, and, not at walking distance, but, I mean, you could get to Brandon pretty easily.
1: And my third punk con, and this is going to be the biggest one, is that it's much farther away... For Hollywood. Yeah. Because it's just a drive down the road a couple hours.
3: That is true. And it's, well, and it's gas versus okay. rocket fuel as okay. far as
0: airplanes go. So that so direct flip side on that one, how many people, ourselves included, have at one time looked on the event and said, fuck this Hollywood taking over bullshit,
2: right? No. You, but you don't no. think so? No, because what do you think made this thing so big? If it was just comics, it would just be relegated to the corner. But you bring in more people, and you bring more comic people with them. As it's grown... People can bitch all they want about Hollywood, because Hollywood's flashier than comics. It just is. There's more to look at, more to see. As Hollywood has exerted more of an influence at Mm -hmm. Comic-Con, so too have comics and comic influence grown there as well. I'm not going to say it's a a
0: total negative, but how about this, then? If it's harder for them to get here, then won't we get the cream of the crop in that respect? The truly no.
1: comic book devoted stuff. You think we'll get schleck again? Well, let's also well, not forget that uh, that knocks out. That it's not just Hollywood. There's a lot of comic book stuff based in Los Angeles. Yeah. There's a lot of all the other media that's covered their toys. This is all based in Los Angeles for the most part. You know, New York and Los Angeles sure. with a few scatterings in between.
2: Let's face it Las Vegas is not a hub. The lower half of California, to me, is like one big city.
0: But wouldn't it be great if it could become a hub because of this influx of creativity? I'm
2: not looking for it to to become a hub. I'm looking for it to be a hub right now, so I can enjoy my Comic Con. And if it prevents it, no, no.
3: Let's not also forget in the in the cons setup that right now the San Diego Convention Center, when they do the setup for Comic Con, a lot of it is volunteer work. Yeah, a lot oh, of it. Oh yes,
1: I know where the. You know. Um,
3: that's Here they in Vegas... Answers. Oh, there, would um, be all contracted. It's, it's all... Um, any, all Teamsters. Yeah, yeah. it's all... It, would it has to be union set up in Las Vegas Convention Center. You can't put Vegas a light bulb in a fixture without paying nope. pay some That's guy. So, the actual... Yeah. Here's here's the thing. As far in in the con category, the actual physical cost to the organizers of Comic-Con would go up, even though they would have more space to bring in more people. So... The cost may go down for us because they're able to sell more tickets. But to them, their profit margin, and I know they say they don't earn a profit, but let's face it, folks, they, they, they make a tidy profit off of Comic Con every year. Certainly. So, I mean, it goes to Their, places, their profit do, yeah. margin is going to go down slightly, at least for the first year Enough or two to of where the contract. And it will affect what they can bring. Or even if they move to Orange County, it's going to go up. Yeah.
1: Well, uh, speaking of, let's, uh, let's talk what they have to go for. Co- continuing on from it, competing bid from Anaheim. Although the Orange County City does not have a Bayfront Convention Center, it does have one thing more spacious, offering roughly half a million more square feet than San Diego's Convention Center, which mm. was expanded in 2001.
2: Anaheim's not bad. It's not bad. And it's cheaper. Now, here's the big con for moving it out of San Diego for me. It's not a walkable city in Vegas. And I don't know how it is in Anaheim. I know that I love the gas lamp because everything is happening at once. There's lots of people. It's very exciting. It's very pretty. Uh, there's lots of stuff to do in one small area. Mm-hmm. Vegas, you've got to walk all over hell and back to get. And really, it's Vegas culture, which is right. there's no culture. Uh, there's none of those little shops like that one little hookah place I love in
1: the gas lamp. If I remember right, the Anaheim, I could be wrong, but I believe Anaheim's convention center is very close to Disneyland.
2: It would have to be,
1: and Disneyland is surrounded by cheap motels. Yeah,
3: yeah. And you know something I didn't I even consider and- in the initial is that the ballrooms at many of the hotels here in Las Vegas mm-hmm. are larger than the San Diego Convention Center <laughs> too. So I mean, they they wouldn't be necessarily relegated to just setting up at the LVCC. They could uh, have they yeah, could have it at like the around, Mandalay Bay. You spread no, stuff I'm not talking about and- spreading it around. I'm saying. They could put it at, say, Mandalay Bay, which puts a lot of things within walking distance. Which they had that convention center there. there. Well, but they had had it in one small area.
1: But Mandalay Bay's convention area is not as big as San Diego's since the expansion the big expansion yeah. in the Mandalay
3: Bay? No. no. Have you been in it? Yes. My yeah, dad did set up as, in there. It is huge. It is huge, but it's not as
1: big. But yeah, I can see the end of it. I'm not talking... I can't see the end well, of it in, in San Diego. You need binoculars. I'm not
3: talking about the area where we went to the Las Vegas Comic Con what, five some odd mm-hmm. years
1: ago. No, Maybe there's an area I haven't seen. It's but, just not as big. You know, um, look,
3: look at it from the outside next time you're, you're down near
2: uh, Mandalay
1: Okay, Bay. I will, but
3: I know it's not as
2: big. Um, it's nice to have everything in one Spot When you start moving I'm Things around I'm not talking about Expanding
3: it I'm talking about The fact that All of these hotels now Have these huge ballrooms And none of them Are as big as the LBCC I, I, I'm not debating none, none, that None, none I'm none talking about These ballrooms Versus the San Diego Convention Center Yes A lot well, of these Are big. bigger now Okay Than the San Diego Convention Center But if it's going to move
2: here There's no way in hell They're going to move into
1: Well the Like the Palms one We're fucked no, the, the Palms one is so very small. So what's the small. other options there, Todd? Well, the convention center officials are not blind to appeal Anaheim might give. It's larger convention center, more affordable roommate, cities also closer to Los Angeles, a plus for Hollywood studios and movie directors who increasingly has a tight bond with the con. Comic-Con board is expected to make a decision on its future within the next month. Wow, really? That soon? Anaheim tourism officials said the city is developing a formal pro- uh, proposal for Comic-Con, but declined to reveal the specifics. At the same time, competition is growing. Other cities, including Los Angeles and Las Vegas, have come courting.
2: We will be following this story with much interest. Please check it out at UglyCowShow.com.
1: I wonder if Vegas
0: can get their shit together in time.
1: That's the thing. They'd have to make My... some special proposals, yeah. but it's if they are willing to do that and can do that, it's a... Why not, why not just usability. have our own thing?
0: Why not do a second one if it's if it's, if it's if the demand? Well, is this they've big. got they've got New York Comic Con
3: now as well as um, New York Comic right.
2: Con isn't no joke. Yeah, no, it's it's well,
3: it's doubled in size like the, mean, last year, year, the last year every year the last couple of years now.
1: Well, the big problem, well, it's it's kind of a a double edged problem is that marketing dollars get swallowed in the Las Vegas marketing machine. That's true. So getting the word out. Would not be easy, that especially within true. Las Vegas, and Definitely. that's why the first our Comic Con that Believe we had me, failed I know that all too well. Uh, it yeah. was yes. all,
3: it also failed by mismanagement too. Yeah, so <laughs> dreadful.
1: So it have to be one managed by the right people and yeah. two marketed the hell out of it.
3: And let's also not forget that yeah. San Diego is probably as much in contention to re- retain that contract. Oh yeah. As any of these. There's other a whole bunch is. of stuff
1: they're already they're already talking about they they're talking to hotels, Hard Rock Hotel included, releasing more hotel rooms during that time just for conventioners at special conventioner prices. Nice. They are fighting to keep it.
3: Well, it's 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 a huge chunk of change yeah, for them. San
1: Diego's three waterfront hotels, the Manchester Grand Hyatt, uh, San Diego Marriott and Hilton San Diego Bayfront have committed to providing 300,000 square feet of their meeting space free of charge wow. in 2013 through 2015 to keep it. Wow. In addition, the Convention Center Corp is increasing the number of dedicated convention hotel rooms from 7,000 to 14,000. Okay.
2: So, if they solve the if San Diego solves the problem, I mean, this to me, at least to me, if they solve the problem of hotel room availability, if they solve the problem of the hotels jacking up the prices so high that most conventioners can't even go, then that's one thing. But the size of the hall...
1: That really is the sticking. Well,
2: yeah. why
1: don't they build
2: a... <laughs> a rocket ship! And we <laughs> no. can do it on the
0: moon! No. They could easily build a set of stairs and mini flo- a mini second floor.
1: Essentially what Vegas has for theirs. Their
0: convention center. Do they... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have some of those. So they have some of those in like individual setups. I've seen that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like an individual little room will have a. a Well, this is a very tall room. You know know what I mean. So why not build? I mean, I know why not build because you can't have those big sprawling video screens. Not only that, because 400 (laughs) pound fanboy crushes (laughs) ten does not collapsing staircase does not fanboy
1: crush. crush. Next in San Diego Chronicle.
2: (laughs) No, I've got a, I've got a solution. For Hall H, though, uh, move the big event over to Petco Park, right yeah, across the street.
1: Except that, well, they they have pretty much stopped games during Con. right. So. Yeah, they, they do, do it like before and to do after games
2: during con. Just move it. Up, move the move the Hall H stuff over to Petco Park.
1: No, they have had events there, so yeah, and That's, it's it's, it's kind of sad. You will
2: fill that stadium with people,
3: man. It's kind of sad because I don't see the city of San Diego. Building an expansion for their convention center Purely because Yeah there's no room on that That actual property But the second thing is There's not really a lot of other conventions That they have year round That pack nearly as many people in As Comic Con So it's like why spend the money If one convention a year Is going to pack our hall At the same time we geeks bring a lot of money Into their city So Yeah
2: you know, maybe they should just charge a few bucks extra for a for a Petco Park pass. <laughs> you know, people would buy it. They totally would. Say, five, ten bucks extra, then you can get to go to Petco Park I'd see the awesome thing. And production value would rise, and you get bigger stars. because like, well, Here, fill a stadium.
0: Well, now, I heard that uh, the uh, the Waterworld convention is looking about maybe starting up there. Wait, wait, so maybe what? Though, you know, the fans of Waterworld, that fantastic... Shut, shut your hole.
3: <laughs> one of the there biggest, are
2: no
0: fans Of Waterworld. It's one of the biggest conventions on the circuit.
1: Yeah. Waterworld convention. I hear Dennis, Dennis, Hopper's
2: to me time to Dennis move Hopper going to be The Dennis Hopper
0: keeps promising every year and then at the 11th hour pulls out. <sighs> Just like Hopper. Just like Hopper. He's He's Pull out. Get
1: the, he's the hell out of such here. a wild man. Ugh. <laughs> Why do I listen to your lies? Okay, there's, time to move on. there's
0: There's no Waterworld convention
1: <laughs> yet. Well, Mark Malkin. <laughs> Of E! Online reports that Josh Whedon and Morgan Spurlock of Supersize Me Are teaming up to make a documentary about Comic-Con International at San Diego it's I heard about it. this It will be, quote, will be centered on a still-to-be-cast group of convention-going super fans, he says And will follow them a few months the before the con In addition to seeing what they're up to in San Diego Both Whedon and Spurlock are no strangers to con we, of course, has attempted numerous times, and Spurlock was there last year recruiting fans for the Simpsons 20th Anniversary documentary. And both have a relationship with Dark Horse, as Spurlock is working on a supersized Strange Tales from the fast food culture with Dark Horse Comics.
2: Where is there a sign-up thing for this? Um,
1: I know they are looking for people, and there is a sign-up out there. I don't know where to find it.
2: Find it, Barry. I have been looking I've been looking for the last few days and I can't find it. Ask as God. soon as I will, as soon as I can find my it, my guess is it's probably
1: it. not available just yet. Yeah. But after the once they open it up, everyone will know where. All right. So just yeah. keep an eye on your favorite geek blog and you'll find out soon enough. That's so,
0: interesting that they're working on that project together because uh, I heard Morland Spurlock have been doing a documentary earlier that would seem to me to be kind of a conflict of interest. Yeah. In working with Joss Wheaton. yeah, he was working on a documentary called Eliza Dushku television poison oh, and uh and i don't know uh, i don't know if they uh, realized that he was in process with that one before they got how can there? you oh. say that
1: after the success <laughs> of true calling
0: you're right you're right, you're wow. right. I, you know, true my calling on his ass because there is going to be that massive true calling gathering in 2012 <laughs> talk about a convention that you don't want to miss i
1: think creation's doing that one
0: yep that, oh, talk that, about that would be creative <laughs> calling. Right talk there. about <laughs> true calling. <laughs> Yarg, douche, coup.
1: <laughs> Director Martin Campbell told the MTV splash page that Sherlock Holmes star Mark Strong, also star of Stardust and Sunshine, is confirmed to play Sinestro in Green Lantern.
0: I, I heard. Nah, no,
1: he, he's he's perfect. He was the uh, Lord was Lord Blackwood in Sherlock Holmes. He was. He Didn't plays a, he plays evil well.
0: I heard Jackie Earl Haley was in that,
1: the running that, rumor, that rumor's been quashed now. It's official. In fact, uh, I, on IMDb, it does officially list uh, Strong as Okay, well, good Sinestro. for him. Not that Haley would have been great, Yeah, but I think this guy will be just as good. Yeah, he'll do something else. Hey, how many iconic uh, comic book
0: characters do you get Truth for life? No, well, if on. you're uh, Ryan Reynolds. Plus, I am Watchmen 2. He's got to be ready for that one. If you're He's, Ryan Reynolds, you get like out of three here. or four <laughs> Oh, yeah, if you're Ryan Reynolds... You you to, well, he hasn't had an iconic one yet. had that Deadpool joke. He's playing there. Green Lantern. Well, we'll see.
1: <laughs> Speaking of heroes, Kirsten's the one that t- turned me on to this one here, but uh, it's finally making the rounds. Male porn star Zach Smith has started a D&D group with fellow nerdy porn stars like Mandy Morbid, Satine Phoenix, Kimberly Kane, and more. He discusses the campaign as it progresses. This is on DD with porn stars.blogspot.com. Neat.
0: Barry's fever. I'm
1: now. looking at it right now. <laughs> you may <laughs> come for the porn stars, but you will stay for Smith's wonderful commentary and downright brilliant examination of dungeon mastering. Nice. Eventually Smith and his party will be featured on I'm not kidding, featured on a show titled. I Hit It With My Axe, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: which will run on The Escapist, which is a fine site. Yep. Th- this will be a different campaign from the one he chronicles on his website and will include guest players like famed adult actress Sasha Gray and Justine Jolie.
2: Oh, Sasha Gray. Is this, uh, is this campaign still going?
1: I believe it is, and it's with pictures and so on. I've, I've read it. It's fun. It's Neat. so much fun, and they definitely get into their game. It's so cool.
2: That's good. Uh, you know, I'm glad that more people. I'm, I'm hearing about more people doing D and D now. Yeah. I think yep. I'm hoping that this is the decade that D and D really comes into vogue. Oh, hey, the...
0: if the economic downturn continues, it will because <laughs> <laughs> it is. All you guys do is buy a bunch of books. <laughs> exactly, buy a couple books. You're good for a long time. It'll a find imagination. Time. And it and it and it totally uh, fits in with the uh, cheap food. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, every Team Monday, if I can food? help
1: it,
2: we have our little D and D going on.
0: It's
1: a mobile game. Man. Oh, I want
0: to play so much mobile got... games.
2: Oh, you know what? Maybe we should start a blog about the D and D game and how and just it won't be as interesting as you know having porn stars there.
1: We could do it naked. Have you listened to how do I this? say no in enough language? Have you listened uh, to the Penny Arcade stuff? Nobody. The Penny Arcade stuff. They've been doing that, oh, great. The Penny Arcade really stuff is I'm re- good. I'm re-listening yeah. re- to their first, their first campaign. C- campaign. It's very funny. Because yeah. they're going in With the Scott same Kurtz. place that we did. Yes.
2: They're using the same damn module that we just did. They bury oh, through. So, so now you're them. learning
0: how to, some secrets? Are you sneaking in, figuring out how to Secrets, how to
2: hell, they went through every goddamn thing. He played that like he plays video games. Let's break every damn barrel. Right! At the end, they're just like, here, here's a map. Map that I have. You just went through all of it. <laughs> um And then there's another one. Uh, the guys from Adult Swim. I'm uh, no, sorry, Robot Chicken. Yeah, yeah, they have a video one. Yeah, a video one. And that's, that's cool. really interesting. It shows you how a completely new group, who's new, apparently new to D and D. Uh, handles it. Of course, they have a professional DM, whereas yeah. well, I am as amateur as amateur gets. I drink <laughs> and cheat. But you, got, but, you <laughs> have, but you have
0: Kirsten in the mix, and Kirsten's been playing forever. Rule Rural lawyer.
2: Rule's lawyer extraordinary. He's yeah. been playing, he's got a, uh, he DMs another group. If you're he,
1: familiar with the uh, Knights the Dinner table, he is Brian. But <laughs> well, I need him there to do that. He's good, yeah. yeah. He knows Sometimes we will be like, oh, hey
2: dude, what, how's his work? What's his rule? Dude's oh, yeah,
1: books right. are tabbed. He's right? there
3: to make sure Barry gives the right <laughs> amount of Reese's Pieces to every player. Kirsten, we
1: adore you. (laughs) I'm glad you are part of the party. Yeah. I can't wait to see what your new character is all about.
3: Check Kirsten out at examiner.com. Yeah, he's the uh, Las Vegas Sci-Fi Examiner. Las Vegas Sci-Fi Examiner.
0: Hey, that's
2: something we've got to put a link up there. Yeah, we'll have a link to him uh, tomorrow. Yay,
1: Yay, Barry. DC Source Blog, DC Entertainment. This is the new media yes. tie-in entertainment group founded September 2009. Unleash the power of DC comic library characters across all media platforms. What? has This is the essentially the, the DC Comics movie company, as in the, how Marvel's done so well with their oh, own movie you. company. Okay. This is DC doing that. They've named their executive management team, including new publishers of DC Comics it's as the chief Astro. creative officer. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Nestro and Darkseid. The new senior executive team includes Jim Lee and Dan Didio. Who've Dan, been
0: named-
3: didi, 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 hey, hey, Paul, didi, look whose phone number I have on my phone. Oh, here we go, name
1: dropper. There it is. Oh, no, Jim
0: Lee. Dan oh, my. Lee.
1: Jeff knows the Lee. <laughs> I met the Lee. They have number. been named co-publishers of DC Comics, and Jeff Johns, who will serve as chief creative officer of DC Entertainment. So Jeff Johns is pretty much in charge of DC movies from here on out. Right. You know, the That's great thing about sign. that
3: is those three guys like know each other really well and like each other. So I think it's a great thing for DC and and the, any future DC properties that are going to come. Has anyone you know, here? Has anyone movie, who have been reading Blackest I, have, I haven't. Uh, I'm not, i not.
0: I want it to be complete yeah, before I get started. I'm waiting for the trade stuff, but yeah. uh, it's apparently the shit. So
3: that's that's what I've yeah. heard. I mean, Jeff Johns and does it other again. Stuff that he's done is really exciting
1: good, yeah. and new. Twitter sensation Shit My Dad Says (laughs) is becoming a TV pilot with William Shatner to play the larger-than-life dad at the center of it. Love it. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) The casting of Shatner lifts the contingency on CBS's multi-camera family comedy project based on the Twitter account, which has enlisted more than 1.16 million followers since launching in August. Hilarious. That has made its creator Justin Halpern an internet star. The pilot... Executive produced by Will & Grace creators David Cohen and Matt, Matt this guy, was originally <laughs> set up at CBS with a script commitment in November. Now, Shatner's on board and has been greenlit to pilot. Halper, 29, mm-hmm. had moved back in with his parents in San Diego and on August thirty launched the site, launched the Twitter, uh, Shit My Dad Says. There's a Twitter featuring colorful, often profane comments made by a 73-year-old father during their daily conversations. <laughs> and yes, I actually follow that account because it is funnier than shit. I've only
3: read a few of them, but I it's, adore
1: it. it's ridiculous
3: some of the stuff <laughs> this guy's dad says. Yeah, Shatner
1: in that? Please, I'll take it. That sounds fun. So yeah. just get a very cantankerous old dude. Of course, they'll probably change, have to change the name. You can't right. you know, yeah. be having NBC's so CBS It'll probably be, fan it'll fan be stuff my dad says.
0: Or it'll be... Ampersand, my dad says. There
1: you go. That's great.
2: I like stuff my. They'll dad They actually says, spell but...
0: out ampersand. Ampersand, my dad says. After an all new ampersand. <laughs> did you take drugs before you start
2: started today? Is that it? No.
0: In a think good that's, mood. He had cookies. That's yeah, I sugar. Did. I had cookies and a sugar, sugar high, and uh, I had uh, Memphis barbecue. Hell yeah! Oh my and, god! Uh,
3: yeah. And he's having
0: a good week. He, I'm having uh, a good week. I've got two jobs. Been offers. employed, and. Uh, me and my wife had some relations. Yeah, that's right. Some relations. Yeah, that's right. Married people sex. Yeah, dealt with each other's situations. We did one. <laughs> yeah, we dealt with each other's situations. It was really good. So yeah, have yeah. yeah, a <laughs> little sitcom.
3: Married people. Good. Yay. He had his once a year. <laughs> exactly. So my an-
0: my annual tune-up. <laughs>
1: Change the oil. A possible new TV series for 20th Century Fox is gaining some major buzz. The show is called Terra Nova, and the network Boo. is currently in negotiations with uh, Peter Chernin and Steven Spielberg to join Taranova? them as executive producers of the proposed series. What is it? It is described as a show that revolves around a family from 100 years in the future... Oh, boy. ...who somehow are transported back 150 million years to prehistoric times. Oh,
3: boy. Sounds like the land of the lost.
1: Yeah, even though it sounds like it that, sounds the sounds exactly sources like that. indicate the show will actually be made a, on a massive scale with epic sets, top-tier special effects, and be an exceptionally expensive show to produce. Yeah. In the land of the lost, It would be expensive to watch, Because too. the price tag and what would be required to even, for even one show... Fox is actually considering just greenlighting an entire season right off the bat instead of spending money for one pilot episode, simply on the hopes that it will test highly. Sounds garbage. Which means that if that does happen, it will last one season because yep. it's on Fox and bye bye Terra Nova. It sounds garbage. bye bye to whoever
0: greenlit it. It sounds garbage.
2: It does. It does sound.
1: Like Here's crap. the
0: problem I have with that.
1: <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> name a list.
2: I mean, first the, of all, first problem, of all, as I was to say, one
0: uh, Spielberg's TV exploits, aside from stuff he does with HBO, not had the greatest track record. Well, what separate. about Sequest Ma- DSV? Amazing stories was. Released. Oh yeah, because that was a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing stories was the bomb. But
1: my did you do Young with, Indiana Jones?
0: You know, I don't know. I don't know enough. Uh, about, I don't remember. I don't I know enough about exactly the concept. That. I don't know enough about the concept. But if you take just a family and stick them back in time, they can't really be any love interests, or it's going to get weird. What about Shaka? Well, Marshall, I mean, that's the thing. Like, are they going to be? falling in love with Dino people? Is that how it's going to be? Is it going to be a dinotopia all of a sudden? Don't be knocking the Dino people, man. I'm not knocking the dinosaurs. Believe, believe me, too. I know because they, they still are around today. You want
2: to see a man fuck a dinosaur, <laughs> don't you? <laughs> want to?
0: What makes you think I haven't seen that, Barry? <laughs>
3: <laughs> I thought he was going to say, "Want to?" I need to. Yes, but uh, yeah, it really sounds Land of the Lost ish. Yeah. I mean,
0: that's my main main thing. Is like with Lost, you've got like 50 people.
3: Well, not to worry. If it's going to be on, it's going to be on Fox. It'll be canceled after 13 episodes true. and. Just off the top of my head, does anybody else remember a sci-fi show that lasted on Fox other than X Files? Uh,
0: no, they all get canned. What was that one called? Roughnecks or something? No, mm-hmm. wasn't Roughnecks. What was it called? Roughnecks. In that, that wasn't that the. Uh... That's the CG. What do you call it that I'm watching again that I actually really like? Was it Was it good? Yeah, the it's just c- fun. I mean, now Starship Troopers. Yeah, now this now the CG looks pretty dated, but it's still got some fun stuff. To oh, do they that's have that
2: right. hard on for dinosaurs. There's a new Jurassic Park movie coming out, right? Mm-hmm is there? Isn't there? It's it's in development. It's yeah. not it's well, so not that even would in make pre-production. Sense that he's trying to do this. Oh my I god. I got a series, hey, Fox, I got a series for you. You ready? It's called <laughs> Versus Dinosaurs. And here's how it works. The pilot will be you'll take a TV group, be it the doctors from scrubs or the Simpsons or oh, I don't know, uh, the cast of Friends. Or whatever the kids are watching today. Jersey Shore. Jersey, perfect, perfect, perfect. <laughs> the cast of the Jersey Shore, not really them, but actors playing them. And they send them back in time to fight dinosaurs and we see who wins. Of course, most of the cast will get eaten and torn limb from limb, so this will have to be a show that will have to be on at around 10 p.m. But every week, it will be a new cast versus dinosaurs.
3: Damn it, Barry! You just gave away the season, f- the series finale of Lost. Except
0: when, <laughs> except when they send Doctor Superknives into the past. Who Doctor Dr. Dr. Superknives? Super knives. What the hell is this? He's a guy who's made of knives, and he Whoa. like rotating blades all over him, and like he What the, be the What the hell show is that from? Huh? Doctor Superknives. It's not. It's from the show you're talking about. Versus dinosaurs. Dude, shut up. And the episode <laughs> Doctor Superknives versus versus dinosaurs. That's the last that's the season No that's I, the finale seriously I got, got the
2: season it'll be a short season it'll be a no. mid season replacement for something Dr. Superknives couldn't be beat what, What's uh, how many how many shows does a mid season go what, not, 10 uh, 12? No, 12 fuck, roughly 12. 12 fine 12 the 12th episode will be this
0: Dr. Knives. The 11th Nights.
2: and 12th will be a two-parter so at the end of the at the end of the 12th episode it'll be uh, oh, someone will actually beat the dinosaur,
0: Doctor Supernova. But then,
2: the, like it, it, the dinosaur will roast in a, in a fire. But then, then out of the smoke will be the dinosaur. Its skin roasted off, and it's a robot underneath. <laughs> it's the Dinobots
3: on the mid-season oh, finale, two-hour finale. Barry oh, versus dinosaurs.
2: Seriously, <laughs> the <laughs> cast of heroes.
3: If
0: Doctor Super dinosaur, Knives is fighting a dinosaur, a robot. <laughs> how would the the dinosaurs beat Doctor Super Knives? Just want you, just want you to tell him, Answer me that.
2: It would melt him. They would use a big magnet. The Tyrannosaurus Rex. dinosaurs when- don't have no magnets. No, the, the robot they- dinosaurs have magnets. Okay. You this didn't tell me there were robot art.
0: dinosaurs before I proposed Dr. Superknives to fight them.
2: Well, I-, I didn't know about Dr. Superknives, so I had to come up with a foil for You're him.
1: treating Dr. Superknives as if he came out of a Pokeball.
2: <laughs> Pokemon yeah, versus Dr. the dinosaurs. <laughs> yes. I use a magnet. He's my uh, magnet. You I would beat Dr. Superknives
0: with a magnet. Yes. He's the, the, <laughs> You're right.
3: The
2: Pokemon okay. magnetite.
0: You have found his Achilles, Superknives heel. That's no, correct.
3: Couchcast went to a really weird place the All,
0: all of this a
1: talk has really made me miss Battle of the Network Stars.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to see Hugh Laurie running the oh. obstacle course. <laughs> I would love that shit.
2: <laughs> I
3: love He's celebrity not crippled, crippled in match, real life,
1: man. you know. I absolutely love that show. <laughs> no, no, but as I know, I just want to see him run. Run. House run
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is he going to be in house party 5 Oh we'll god Kid in Hugh Laurie be like, play. Yo, wow. yo oh, This pajama jammy hurt. jam is going to be off the hizzle Because we got a house in the house What Hugh Laurie comes out and he's all Let's get it started Or let's don't I really don't care And then he takes some drugs <laughs> What? Stop eating
2: cookies. <laughs> house. Stop having sugar. And Roadhouse. Roadhouse. It'd
1: be awesome. Was that on a? That was on an episode oh, when Road Hillary got started. He's
3: like, House, and then Peter Griffin goes, and Roadhouse. And he goes, that too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Last week, Will Wright was talking in New York City and saying brainy things. Among them is that people will play the virtual reality that is a video game before they physically play it. Specifically, Wright was speaking about toys and exploring the concept of model building Concept in the context of how playing with toys and using our imagination allows us to mentally model how the world works. Play with toy cars, for example, and you're modeling traffic patterns. Wright brought an example from the lives of video gamers. This one involves a gamer going to a store intending to get a game. Maybe they've heard of the game. Maybe they've read about it. Maybe they know just what's on the back of the box they're holding that the store tells you. But as soon as they're thinking about it and considering it, the potential gamers are playing the game. Quote, They're already playing this low-res version in their imagination of what the game is going to be like. Unquote. If they then buy the game and play the higher-res version that shows up on the screen, and it's not as good as the one they play in their head, that's the problem. If the game they play is prettier or better version than what they play in their head, then that's what's great. Mm. I read this on Kotaku. Did you see this on Kotaku? Yeah, that's where I got it from Kotaku. Did you
0: see the comments? No. There was a great comment. I can't take credit for it. I don't. I. I don't know who it was, but uh, he was like, "So Will Wright. No, now we've discovered the secret to Will Wright's longevity as a speaker and quote unquote, you know, uh, talking head points kind of guy. Mm-hmm. He was able." <laughs> He basically was able to find a flowery pretty way to say, consumers have expectations of products. (laughs) It's 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 like, he says, if I put that on a blog somewhere, 20 people would be like, no shit, Sherlock. Yeah. Consumers have expectations of products. No fucking shit. And sometimes those expectations are lived up to and surpassed, and sometimes they are not. Duh. Here's your fucking popsicle. Wow, he's he, genius. Yeah, you know what I mean? But he just but he, but he found a unique way to frame it. But yes, I mean, you is. know, you look at the Sims, the Sims started off as a, a fucking architecture designing. That was the main focus, but it turned out the little fake people were more fun. So, he's a genius by accident. <laughs> no, no, it's not true. He's awesome. What the
2: hell happened to The Sims online? Is that still even going? I don't know. I played that one for what like five Sims minutes. online here we go Dr. Super Knives
0: he was introduced (laughs) as a playable character now everyone plays him so it's just a bunch of Dr. Super Knives Dr.
2: Super Knives would be the best thing ever about Sims Online because you know what you do in Sims Online you go in do you have PVP no you you go you get a job yeah and you gotta work at your job yeah and it's work what the hell (laughs) I'll just go back to work fuck the game what the
0: people are
1: crazy the shit they'll play wow Wow. Women love that game. It's a chat
2: room is what it is.
1: Apple has (laughs) taken swift action against the applications in the iTunes application store. The reason, Apple says, that it has has done so because some women and parents have complained. As revealed by Wobble Eye Boobs, developer John Atherton via website (laughs) TechCrunch... (laughs) Here's the Victorian laundry list of no no's in apps. One, no images of women in bikinis. Two no images of men in bikinis. Three no skin. Four (laughs) No silhouettes that indicate that wobble can be used for wobbling boobs. No sexual connotations or innuendo boobs, babes, booty sex, all banned. Six, nothing that can be sexually arousing. And seven, no apps will be approved that in any way imply sexual content.
0: Okay, guys, Barry, I don't want to give this away to the world, but I'm going to do it because <laughs> here we go. <laughs> here's the app that we need to design. Okay, uh-huh. we call it Doctor Superpowers. <laughs> no, 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 no. We call it we call it Jiggle Eye Fever. Now, check me here, Barry. I si- swear to God, if you know how to design this and put it up on the app store, it will sell a gajillion. This is listen to this. Okay, here's how you sell it. You say that you will, it, it, it uses the camera function. Okay. You take a picture, and then you find their eyes on the picture. You know, you take a picture of a person's face. Okay. Then on the on the picture, you touch where their eyes are, and then when you shake the phone, their eyes go all woobly-googly, right? They Up already have it. that. Do they? Yeah. Well, but Darren guess what? Darren showed it to me. But guess what? You could use that on titties. <laughs> they already do. <laughs> well, I knew it was a genius idea. I knew yeah. it. You can basically
3: touch anywhere on the picture that you take, yeah. and then shake the phone, and it essentially... the image will wobble and move? Yeah. Okay, so you, well You can make a head, person's head wobble, you can... Or so you could... And, and the picture demo that he showed me was... So much, uh, actually, I think Not it was accessible Matt, it to everybody, that one, but... but it it had a picture of a girl, and he shook it, and the boobs were just... <laughs> all over the place. <laughs> so, the Dr.
0: Superknives idea is what we go with.
3: Uh. Yeah, we're
2: going to go with Dr. Superknives. <laughs> a foot. An, an iPhone app that just stabs your hand.
3: You know, I, I would like to know what prompted Apple's sudden puritanical uh, yeah, what's return. What? They said
0: it was complaints from parents. Did Steve Jobs find Jesus?
3: Well, complaints from parents for what? I don't, don't know. Aren't these things rated? You know, mature.
0: Don't they only, cost four hundred fucking dollars? Who gives their child a four hundred dollar phone? What <laughs> world do we live in? Like seriously, I wouldn't trust my kid to hold my DS.
3: You know, you I, know. I used to wonder about that, but I have seen in just recent months being on the strip as as frequently as I have. And I, at first I thought they were just iPod touches. Yeah. But no. Kids with, with their own iPhones. iPhones.
2: If they're on the strip, they're like I think they they have access to porn. Yeah. I don't know if
0: you've walked the Las Vegas yeah. strip if recently. If you're a child if, and you're walking the strip, you better have an iPhone <laughs> Else, you gonna do when you get in trouble with when a when you
2: walk on the Las Vegas Strip, you are walking on porn. There's literally hundreds yeah. of thousands of these little pictures Here's of naked chicks. Carpet. Yep, they, the they are getting better
3: at starring out the you know the naughty bits, yeah, whatever. But you know, it, it <laughs> our I, streets I st- are
2: lined with tits. No, I, I'm but yeah, <laughs> love it, this. It, t- there still <laughs>
3: are a few you walk across that you're like, oh, look at that, that's full frontal, <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah,
3: staring
2: so at all
1: those cards.
2: Mhm. Whatever. All of
1: those skin-colored stars. I don't like yeah. <laughs> it.
2: I don't like it at all. At what point does Apple say the, these parents that are calling in uh, or or writing in or whatever the hell they're doing is costing us more than the apps are than such apps are generating? I mean, how do they measure that? There's got to be a number. Some dude's got to be in a room going, "Okay, here are all the numbers of the here's all the numbers for all the stuff that's 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 dirty and this is all the numbers that it's generated I for i think us. it's that
1: everybody knows that pcs are where you find the porn that's all over the internet so macintosh is trying to pretend they're not that they're something completely opposite anything that's an apple well you know we're we're cleaner than that dirty pc over there with all that porn in it now does that article mention the fact that when they did their
3: purge of their app store, they lift in both the Sports Illustrated app and the Playboy app. Actually, yes, it does say that. Wow. wow. So it's selective. Oh, yes. It's, it, the, Apple has always been that they way. They like their porn, but they like it very profitable. They want Don't you know those are both
1: acceptable porn? And Whatever. they make more
3: money from licensing it's For the articles,
1: for us, too.
2: Ah, there it is. That's for the articles. Yeah, because you read the articles. Yeah. You can't read
0: they don't put short you know, stories in Playboy I can't read. anymore. I can't read. I don't think they do. I
3: haven't picked up a Playboy in years. I haven't in years either. Doctor
0: Superknives taught me how to read. Shut up! Doesn't he do a pictorial in one of those? He does. It's pretty much all pictures with I him. I thought
3: that was Edward Scissorhands, not Doctor Superknives.
0: No, Doctor Superknives is different. He has knives everywhere,
2: not just on his hands. Oh. and who would play Doctor Superknives in the Doctor Superknives versus the Eighteen movie?
0: Hmm, I would like it to
2: be. Uh, What's his
0: name? Charles Paul Giamatti. Nelson. <laughs> no, Paul Giamatti.
3: <laughs> Paul Giamatti was I've got knives, girl. Like, I loved I'd him like, and shoot him up. I'd like Paul Giamatti <laughs> to be great. Pal. Dr. Super Knives. All right, so what, what else you got? got?
1: New erotic game Tracks Alone Time. A dog game developer, Waffle, Tracks Alone Time, is releasing a new title later this month that allows players to track their playing with themselves time. As website <laughs> Can Dogs weird. points out, Iro uh, title, Migi Gatunagi Boku Otsinami Noshimi, Loosely, what the fuck Me who can't, right <laughs> again, who can't Stop His Right Hand and Childhood Sisters. Say that again, please. me Who Can't Stop His Right Hand and Childhood Sisters? Me Who Can't Stop His Right Hand and Childhood Sisters. Hilarious. <laughs> this game can be used to record things like, quote, today's play style sucks masturbation. Number of times you wanked today. Number oh, of times Lord. wanked so far. Graph ah. display possible. Hilarious. Time taken for ejaculation. Uh. And oh. average time <laughs> taken for ejaculation. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: what
3: oh, <the>? my. What?
0: <laughs> you know what I love about that title? <laughs> this is the thing about those crazy Japanese hentai games and those day schoolgirl school girl games and all that stuff. Like... And it even gets into some of your uh, hardcore JRPGs. Um, there's always the 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 slightest hint of incest. Yes, they love incest in Japan. <laughs> it's all, It's never like. It's never like straight up. You're fucking your sister, but it's always like you were both adopted by the same family and have lived together as siblings for many years but it's okay. <laughs> but she's your sister. <laughs> you know, it's like, it's always that weird little, Aye. why do they do, He, you can't stop his right hand and his younger sisters.
2: You ever watch that crazy Japanese porn? They're like, they're amazed by the fluids that come out of each other. Oh. Oh. So oh. fetishistic on it. And it doesn't just come out, it pours out. And they're a little hairy, you know? They them like a little hairy. You You're know? talking about
0: the straight-up, not, you're not talking about anime porn, you're talking about straight up Japanese porn. Japanese yeah, porn. So I'm talking about anime porn. Oh, anime I was talking insane. about the anime stuff. That's,
3: That's all stuff tentacle porn, man. Yeah. No, it's not all just tentacle well, porn. Good but it's filthy Okay, well, Rutsuki <laughs> 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 Doji, Legend of the
2: Overfiend. Watch
3: it. Don't Love we have it. a live action tentacle porn somewhere? Live Didn't it. you buy one of those one time?
1: I did. I did what uh, happened to <laughs> it, it wasn't really, it was it was pretty shitty. Yeah. It was You could see the wires. It was awful.
2: <laughs> <laughs> horrible CG. When the tentacles are pulling the girl apart, you didn't buy it?
1: Oh, I bought that. Okay. Because they actually pulled one apart. Oh, nice. oh, dear. Oh, lordy. It was one of those movies. Loud, loud. Some enterprising key recipients have chosen not to participate in the StarCraft II beta. Hmm? Some 49 keys are being auctioned on eBay right now, with bids oh, reaching yeah. up to $305. Crazy, Why? Isn't it? Most of the keys are cards given out of BlizzCon 2008, which provides access to one of the company's upcoming betas, in this case, Star Trek two, which started on Wednesday, or the Diablo three beta, whenever that begins. <laughs> the cards also come with a code for a polar bear mount in World of Warcraft. Other keys on sale were said to be acquired by different means, so caveat emptor. The... uh Three keys are listed at buy-it-now prices of $375, $450, and $949. Are
2: you out of your mind?
1: Although that last one includes a guy's full Battle.net account, which features two level 80 World of Warcraft characters. No one's bid on that yet.
3: I but can't imagine the
1: why. The highest bid, at least this writing was, for a key, has been $305. And I ch- I checked the list before uh, the cast began. There's How much a shitload to? of keys out there for super expensive, four hundred something. They, they tend to start at about three hundred, actually, as far as the buy it prices are concerned. Nuts,
2: nutty. Don't. Hey, I'm happy that StarCraft Two is coming finally, but man, I'm not that happy.
1: <laughs> and just real quick, want to throw out there that Sid Meier's Civilization franchise is returning this fall with a fifth installment. Which one? Civilization 5. Oh. Yay! Featuring hexagon tile maps, new combat system, deeper, Hex maps. Hex yeah, maps? deeper diplomatic options. Thank God, because there was
2: no purpose in going left and right and up and down in yeah, the right. old Civ. I'm so happy for Hex Maps.
1: And a community hub where players can share content complete without leaving the game. Civ five features completely new game engine, allowing for lush organic landscapes and with the new engine comes a new combat system, which might separate the casual Civ player from the hardcore. The new system promises more strategic options in battle, with new elements such as ranged bombardment. I like that. More peaceful players should be pleased by the inclusion of fully animated leaders and deeply diplomatic options, while players seeking online interaction le- need to look no further than the game's player hub, where community-created content can be swapped and multiplayer matches launched.
2: I'm happy about the new AI that you t- talked about, especially with diplomatic yes. stuff, because I hate the fact that I'm nice, and nice, and nice, they're nice to us, and then, hey, uh... War. Can you, can you, no, hold on. <laughs> Can you loan me a little bit? Oh, I don't have to. I don't have to loan you right now. Yes! Oh, Lord! oh, What
1: the hell is that about? We're so nice for so long. Those bastards! Oh my god! With and AI or with the other players? Because they're a different religion than you.
2: Whatever. That's what it is. Another thing is there's a there's a level at the game. There's a level of civilization that you play, and people like me who are casual Civ players, but I love the game, we can get to like Warlord level or whatever the next mm. one is, and it starts to get really hard. Yeah. But then to advance, to really get better at the game, you have to micromanage yeah, you do. every little bit of resource. And it becomes this arcane nightmare of Excel spreadsheets. And <laughs> Yeah, you're right. I'm just not interested in that. So if they retool that, great.
1: And in addition to Civ five, Firaxis Games is also developing Smyr's Civilization Network, a Civ game for Facebook, with a Sid Meier leading design, Civilization Network will offer another option for world domination to both the casual gamer and the biggest fans of the series. Groovy, so, groovy, yeah. groovy, groovy. So, so off. Sorry, everybody. I'll in fall. I'm checking out.
2: Yeah, I'm there with you, man. <laughs> I love me some Civ. And that's I it for too. game news. Civilization was the first game I ever bought for my PC.
1: You know what? I you know, by college time, I, I lost papers. My grades fell for when Civ won. <laughs> really? yeah. Going back to Civ Played the shit Out of that game yeah. man. I, I can
0: remember Playing that as a kid well,
1: My girlfriend at the time Just nearly broke up well Because he I was did. Playing Civ While talking to her On the phone Which means I was Just playing Civ <laughs>
3: <laughs> So so not any different Than like say A year or two Things
0: ago Things don't change No they don't
3: <laughs> <laughs> I think Space Quest 2 Was the first game I ever bought For
2: my PC Really Yeah Bought Not Played, because no. played, it was me, no. it was like uh, Like I took my no, own. Yeah, okay. okay, all right,
1: let's do this. First game bought for the PC. Bought? Or bought. Played. Not played, bought. Bought? Yes. Civ. Civ. Civ, Civ. Civ 1. Yeah. yeah. All right, and yours was Space I'm, I'm Quest I'm pretty two. sure
0: it was Space Quest 2. Like bought with own personal money, or yes. family bought?
1: No, you bought it.
0: First game I ever bought for the Hmm. Command & Conquer. Command & Conquer 1. Yeah. yeah.
2: And not only did I buy it, I bought it before I had the computer. I'm like, you well, did. I got this. I guess I gotta buy a computer. Yeah, I bought, yeah, bought <laughs> Commander Conquer
0: for my friend's computers because I couldn't play it, and we ended up playing that shit all the time at my brother's place. My brother used to have like this cadre of nerd friends in uh, Cincinnati, and they had five computers hooked up in a, in a single room. They had dude, a has fucking, five computers in a room, dude. That's crazy. They had a fucking T one line. I did. Oh Jesus, dude! This, wow. was, this dude, was I have five computers, dude Yeah, but this was. Uh, yeah, this was two thousand and four. Wow, was I mean, expensive. I mean, nineteen ninety four. This was nineteen ninety four, dude. We had yeah, they had five compu- five PCs, five hardcore. Room. Yeah, we've all been there. But they had a T one line. It was crazy. It's all about the Pendiums And we would play so much Command and Conquer. But yeah, CIV was great. Wing Commander was the other one that got real early as a kid.
2: I actually played Scorched Earth for. It was the first game I played on the PC. Yeah. Not not like a computer, a PC computer. Obviously, you know, Commodore sixty four. Uh, But Scorched Earth And uh, Wolfenstein You know
3: what You mentioned uh, Like the original Castle Wolfenstein Oh yeah
1: uh, Not 3D The The blips and blaps one I love I remember
3: turning on The the, the spaceship In Wing Commander And The text on your Computer console Would say Atomic batteries to power Turbines to speed And it used to Crack me up And
2: people were like Why And I was like It's freaking Batman the TV series (laughs) I think the first computer game I ever played, obviously, was on the computer, Commodore 64. Hell yeah. It had cartridges. Do you remember a Minor 2049 No. Tooth Invaders. Yes. I remember it existing. Tooth Invaders. You'd go around and scrub the teeth clean and watch out for the scummies or whatever the hell they're called. And it it was ridiculous.
3: A, I'll go one better with the C64. We had the tape drive. Oh, wow. We had games wow. on the tape drive. That thing wow. was a pain in the ass yes, to get is. to work. Jesus Christ! Hear, hear, listening to it, fast forward and rewind all over
2: the place. I never got the modem because the modem was the one you had to hold up yeah. to the. Had the two little things. I don't think I got that because my mom was afraid that I'd like start World War. III my or something. C64 like, modem, and
3: My C64 modem plugged into the cartridge I slot. Would. You plugged the phone line into the into the cartridge, and then the cartridge into the cartridge slot on the C64. Wow. Oh, yeah. Well,
1: wow. my first PC game was right after I bought with my own earned through odd jobs money. I, I bought myself a Commodore sixty four. The first game, Ultima three. Nice. nice. Yeah, they had. Some I hardcore. started hardcore. They
2: had some great stuff in software. Uh,
1: well, it was all personal back innovation back then. It oh, was yeah. all just group. It wasn't huge companies. I mean, it was Origin was one of the biggest companies back then, and that was still an independent. I bought this Infocom for God's sake.
2: What the hell was it? I bought this. Uh... Is it 100 games or something for like a, five bucks? Or, and it was awesome! Awesome! And they still have games in the Commodore 64 that they have not replicated for, for modern systems. Nope. I talked to you of this game that I hold in such high regard. Is it, Bill, is it Bailey's? Bill Bailey's? Pinball Construction Set. Oh. oh. That was an amazing game. You have not played game. it
1: recently. That game at the time, awesome. Because awesome. I had it too. If you've played it now, that thing's total shit. Yeah, yes, I know. Was... <laughs> I know. I looked this up last year after we talked st- about it. Oh, I
0: read something about this? Was it on Kotaku? There? Why don't they
1: it's build a new like one? They have. Pin Mame, man. Uh, yeah. Are you not familiar with Pin Mame? No. It's, it's Mame for pinball machines. It creates video version of existing pinball no. machines out
2: there. I want a construction set.
1: Yeah, but it has a construction set built into it. What? What? You, you can make your own shit.
0: All right, oh, Barry, you got something you got to uh, download for me here. Yeah, right? I
1: know, me too. Good, oh my god, the, the you've just changed my life. Visual Pin Mame. That's what you're gonna have up. a
0: competition. Who can make the best pinball game?
1: Now, keep in mind, this thing is a professional level shit. All right, this that's is fine. Take I'm a you professional. A while.
0: Well, I am a professional. This is an
1: AutoCAD. Thing. I have a
0: dream, and there is going to be there will Dr. be Doctor Super Knives. Pinball, pinball machine. Ball. It will be the ugly couch show pinball machine. <laughs> but can, you but, put the balls
2: in Paul's mouth. Oh no. Dr. <laughs> Much Super, like in real life. Dr. Super pops
0: up at the 11th hour to stop that shit from happening. Ting goes the pinball. <laughs> as Dr. Super many thousands of blades strike it and deflect it. Was there any more news or are we just going to go off on Dr. Super Knives?
3: That, crap that was it for the news.
1: But we do have the big list, which should we probably hit that real quick? Oh, yes. well, I got some questions here. Okay. This
2: pin meme thing. What, are the, what do the pinball games look like? Are they, is it really? It's 3D, if, yeah. If
1: it's it's complete recreations. If you're going on like the ROM side of it, going into the dark, dirty pirate side of it, mm-hmm. there are complete to the exacting specifications recreations of just about every existing pinball machine out there. Good oh cool. dear
2: God Almighty! Okay. If anyone's familiar with Pin mame, by all means, email me, barryatuglycouchshow.com. I want to know more about
1: it. It does have a bit of a learning curve to it, but if I can figure it yeah, out, so you can figure PHP it out. So yeah. Construction, yeah, I mean, it, just like any emulator, but that's what it is. It's a pinball emulator. <sighs> Welcome to your new life, Barry. I hate you.
2: If this is good, if this is worth it, I'll do a contest.
1: It, like I said, it, it takes some some lifting and pulling, but... Yeah, it's it's a good piece of work. So the big
3: list, eh? The, the big list up uh, right. this is where I read it. That's I been interrupted. What is it? I'm sorry. That's all
0: right. Well this is what I, I, I it was on it was on Kotaku. Uh it was in uh a speech that uh everyone's uh favorite hot gamer gamer designer chick, John Romero, um <laughs> made, he made an amazing speech well, he made a speech uh about the old school video game masters. And uh he talked about some of the greats in his mind and the designer of uh the pinball construction set was one that he talked about. Let me grab it real quick here. Let's see which set what he God, said no, yeah, uh, yeah I remember playing that game ways back. Ways oh yeah, back and I was like, I crazy. made a lot of shitty
1: pinball machines back then.
0: Here we are. His name was Bill Budge.
1: Bill Budge, thank you. Bill Budge is yeah, that's it. Bill Budge I think
0: worked with some early 3D programming, but his main contribution to the industry was the pinball construction set, building off his Raster Blaster pinball game. Budge delivered a set of tools that allowed anyone to create their own pinball table. People had never seen a program this complicated, says Romero. Yeah. I also had
1: an adventure construction set which was equally shit. I don't know that one. You don't want to. Okay. You so know, I uh, thought for the big list today, I thought we'd uh, throw a few more out there from things we learned from video games. Okay. Because right. that's a fine thing. Yep. Okay. Again, if you want to follow along, it's at GamesRadar. So throw out to the guys who give it to us. So here it is. Jumping on turtles' heads is socially acceptable, unless it's being used as a euphemism for kneading the toilet.
0: Ew. Ew. Can you imagine someone jumping on your turtle head? <laughs> uh, no. If you're actually
2: about to take a poop and someone no. jumped on your butt. I, I do not. Ouch. No.
1: Contrary <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, you don't gain experience and knowledge by education and hard work, you get it from wandering around the countryside, killing wildlife. This is true. Princesses float farther than plumbers. Yes they do. That's very,
2: thinking, that's very specific. It is, but it's true. It's true, yeah, but it's very specific. This but but it's it w-
1: also very, like, spiritual.
2: Uh-huh. Pretty things float in water. Anyway, move. Thanks, Frankenstein.
1: <laughs> Despite what logic dictates, the ideal shape for a war, war robot is not squat armored with a low center of gravity, but bipedal humanoid, ideally with hands to hold a gun rather than built-in <laughs> weaponry. I wish the
2: military would take their cues from the video game industry. I would have joined the army if I could be a robot pilot. Yeah. If That's I could coming. be a robot it's job. It's coming. Done. I, I'm joined right now.
0: Evangelion. Give me a giant Ava.
1: Here it is. What we learn from video games. Large men are slow but strong. Women are fast but weak.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Well, have you seen Chun-Li?
1: <laughs> when you look down, you can't see your feet. <laughs> or
2: anything, really. There's... <laughs> yeah, just a camera.
1: Explosives don't work on doors unless they're a bit shinier than other doors. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Open, frag, and clear.
1: If you're working on high scaffolding, beware of gorillas throwing barrels off the top floor. Yep.
2: Um, you should beware of gorillas throwing barrels off the top floor of any surface whatsoever. This is true. doesn't
1: matter where you are. This is true. Or coconuts if you're playing Congo Bongo. Yes. Wow! There's a reference! Always be sure to smash any crates you come across. They will always contain good things. Yep. No.
2: No, they don't. That's a S- lie. They sometimes contain good
1: things. They mostly contain good things. Okay. Unless, they're, they do... unless they're red barrels, then they explode. Yeah. And when they do,
2: they
3: are objects that couldn't possibly fit in that crate, and there is no packing material to be seen whatsoever. <laughs> I'm going to
2: start coloring the crates and barrels in my D&D campaign red. <laughs>
1: Despite the fact that modern weapon systems are effective over hundreds of miles in the future, all space, air, sea combat will be conducted within about 50 yards of the enemy. (laughs) Contrary to strict regulations you might think pilots have to adhere to, you can actually fly any aircraft upside down beneath the Golden Gate Bridge without getting in trouble. (laughs) Unless you hit it. Number 34, war is the best fun ever. It is true. If you're in a giant robot suit. It doesn't matter where you shoot someone, even if it's in the foot. As long as you do it enough times, there will eventually be an <laughs> immediate transition between alive and dead.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, the bullets travel right up the bloodstream to the head. Yeah. It's weird. severely <laughs> And, weird and there is
1: no practical difference between walking into a weapon and picking it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and somehow
1: you automatically reload. In medieval times... Women regularly fought in wars wearing armor that afforded them equal protection to suits of male armor worn by men despite only covering about three inches of skin.
2: This is always true.
1: And most martial arts will teach you how to throw fireballs at about the green belt level.
0: What the hell is that? Oh, he's got a shotgun
1: (laughs) app. (laughs) And last one, everyone who speaks English, including Nazis, aliens, and the living dead.
2: Yeah, that's always been the weirdest thing about Trek to me. Everybody speaks English? Everybody speaks English. Uh,
0: Universal Translator Translator. much? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, How's that work? Uh, Babelfish. How's that
2: work? Heisenberg Heisenberg Compensator much? Babelfish I can understand (laughs) if everyone has a Babelfish. Heisenberg Heisenberg Compensator very often? Not everyone
1: has to have one. Just you, the character, needs a Babelfish. How's it work? The
2: Universal Translator has been the one thing about Star Trek that has not made any sense.
0: You know what I love about the Universal Translator? This is what I love about the Universal Translator. That friendly races come across sounding chipper, and evil races, <laughs> nine times out of ten, sound very bleh. So I'm going back and watching some Next Gen right now. Because I'm, I'm eating it up with a spoon. It's so good. It's my bedtime snack. And uh, they're uh, they're doing this thing where they, they come in contact with this species. This species... <laughs> it's a Westmore classic. This species is basically... A guy in a dark room with some glowing tubes around him. He's wearing he's wearing an old comforter covered in glitter and moving very slowly with this imposing talking about the Shellyac. Yes, yes, I'm talking about the Shellyac. Wow! Know
3: the now let me just say how many hours awesome. a day for seven and a half years that <laughs> I watched Star Trek. That's so awesome
0: that. That Jeff remembered they're called the celiac. I just watched this episode this afternoon. And I didn't remember they're called the celiac, but that's great. Okay. But 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 my description must be pretty damn accurate. For him to get celiac, who, who is the fucking expert? Oh, I so am. Yes, we're gonna have to put you to the test with Shelly one of these days, Barry. Are you looking up, are you looking up the celiac? That's a
2: stupid looking thing. It
0: looks like a guy in a fucking uh, comforter. It's a guy in a comforter.
2: <laughs> it doesn't make any sense.
0: <laughs> the Grizellas. The Grizellas. They live so far. He remembers the Grisellas <laughs> The Grizellas are the race that that Picard that we're currently
2: in hibernation. Yeah, Picard
0: is trying to delay this. The the this, the Shelley-ax. the Shellyaks. The What they're called?
2: Yeah. Fine. Yes.
0: They're trying to delay them Turn from taking over this this
2: planet. Oh, you want to see the oh. picture of them? <laughs> You gotta show video Stupidest looking things. They're Hold a long. guy
0: in a comforter <laughs> But they sound rotten They're all mean Oh wow Don't you Yeah there you go Now you can kind of see it yeah. You see how it's a guy in a comforter Like when you <laughs> when you watch it moving It's a guy in a, a comforter It's so awesome
2: You say that like what? it's a snuggie He's in a snuggie <laughs>
0: Basically it's like a no headed no arm no armhole snuggie
3: you forget the, the best line of that, that series is when Data's got his <laughs> phaser working. That was the stun setting. This is not. And
0: then
1: destroys their <laughs> pumping station. He
0: destroys their entire aqueduct, and he's like... You are
1: so impressive. I'm just... I just- <laughs> I bow before you. <laughs> yeah, he
0: remembers that shit. Well, he watched it. He watched it day in, day out. That's,
1: that's, that's true. There's a
0: couple episodes that I can recall like that one. That was not one of them. Uh,
1: but then, the that, only, you know, what, about the only episode, didn't have any Klingon stuff in it either. So I can recall from Next Gen, and I, I've seen like the, at least the first five seasons. Yeah. The only thing I can remember is the naked now. Dating gets laid. And gets laid. The card going. <laughs> not now, doctor. <laughs> That's all I can remember. He does <laughs> that little, <laughs> the the,
2: the list rumble. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I rewound
1: it so many times to make sure I saw what I saw. That is truly
2: the worst acted. <laughs> episode. And when
1: Crusher like
3: kind of quarter zips her her uniform down, Whoever wrote that should half? be shot
2: twice,
0: <laughs> Captain, in the mouth. Don't you want some of this hot Gates McFadden? <laughs>
2: She was pretty hot back then. Oh, oh, come oh, on! Oh, <laughs> oh, come on! Oh. Enemy at the gates,
0: McFadden.
2: <laughs> Ooh. No, thank you. Oh, oh, my dear oh. cowboy, play barbarian
0: at the gates. Oh, that pussy'd be like sour yogurt. <laughs>
1: oh, <what>? oh. <laughs> she's fucking rude.
3: Boy, this really went off on a tangent here. <laughs>
1: Send your comments to comments at uglycouchshow.com. No, send them to the famous
2: paul at uglycouchshow.com. Hey, if
0: the Gates McFadden fan community comes out against me, I can live with that. Seriously? I think I'm going to start a Twitter
1: called what, all seven Shit of them? Paul Says." Uh-huh. Yeah, there you go. You can't take all seven of them, sir. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, the Gates McFadden Society. Dude,
1: that's mine right there. Nice.
3: com. No, I, no. I was
1: online looking at uh, vinyl and resin model kits because I'm kind of getting back to modeling again. Yes, and it seems like you get whenever they have like the Star Trek figure ones, yeah, that like the Gates big fat one gets thrown in for free. Like <laughs> yeah, like, buy Picard and Riker, get Doctor Crusher crush you. free. Oh. You know.
2: Dr. Crusher wasn't as cool as Dr. McCoy. No. So she's like a throwaway. Kid. Well, but this at least the, she was better than Pulaski. Yeah, bad. Bad. that was the
0: problem. Like they went from they went from the horribleness of Pulaski to the almost too sugary sweetness of Crusher.
3: Was that the writers? But it was it was Crusher, know. Pulaski, and then Pulaski, and then
2: back to Crusher. You're right. You're right. Maybe even the writers, because I had no faith in those writers for the first know. two seasons. I almost didn't. The watch whole point of Pulaski was,
3: so bad, was to was to mirror McCoy from the original series. She didn't even come close. Oh, God, no.
0: She's just... It's like if McCoy had PMS and no sense. (laughs) Data. Data. You pronounce my name Data. data. What's the difference? One is my name. The other is not. Yeah, there you go. And she's like, yeah, get up on this. (laughs) (laughs) Takes it off. And there it is. And you can see wavy lines in front of her face.
2: Uh... (laughs) Oh Oh, that episode
3: was such a gem dude Oh god Uh, Even Wesley
2: Crusher was drunk in that episode Everybody And they had that that retarded looking Chief engineer (laughs) (laughs) That That was the only time you ever saw the chief engineer A guy who was supposed to be Have Scotty's position In the show No wonder they got rid of that guy what was it Chief Nakamura, I think his name was? Yeah, yeah. Christ.
0: He was a Keiko prototype. <laughs> <laughs> the only good acting in that whole episode? He like a Le- Burton. He looked like me and Nub.
1: Well, that's what we Leon have for Nub. CouchCast this week. CouchCast 40. <laughs> Don't forget to sign up for our newsletter and uh, write to us if you've got something to say. Comments at uglycouchshow.com. Until then, I am Master Torgo. Dr. Vlark. The famous Paul waiting for
0: Professor Kniveslash slash fiction.
1: Katie's hey, Jeff.
0: <laughs> and we'll see you this week Geek,
2: Bentley Crusher versus Dr. Knife Hands. Or what's his name? Dr. Super Knives. Dr. Super Knife <laughs> I said it wrong. Who would we?